2: Hey, it's Michelangelo. Happy Friday. Let's learn to parallel park. It's time for some classic A&G. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. All right. Went through the archives last week. Now this week's theme is Joe helps out the high school kids. No, he didn't buy them booze or anything like that. It was all great stuff. The first clip here is from 2010. And this clip in particular brings back memories for me. I remember when me and my dad would go to this empty business park where there was no cars, it was just nothing but streets, and that's how I learned how to drive a car. I finally got my permit and then got my license and and became a pretty good driver. Now in this segment, Joe Getty is teaching his daughter, his oldest daughter, Caitlin, how to drive. And as most parents can tell you, this can be quite nerve-wracking. You're putting your safety in the hands of your teenage son or daughter. So let's go back to 2010. When Joe Getty teaches his daughter how to drive.
3: By the way, we're uh, teaching our big kid to drive right now. She's got a permit and she's huh? practicing. Drove around for a little over an hour, just drove all over town <laughs> yesterday. Thinking of different scenarios to take her through. Right turns, left turns, lane changes, you know, the rest of it. It's not terrifying anymore. uh, Riding with her? Yeah.
4: You don't have a brake on your side, though, right? No. Like a a driver's ed car? No, it's a regular car. All I've got is stop sign. Stop sign! Stop stop sign! That's my brake. And and clutching
3: at your heart. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) No, trust me. Keeping them calm is uh, job number one. Because once a teenage... Well, uh, I'm not... I've only taught a teenage girl thus far. But once a teenage girl gets really flustered... That doesn't make them a safer driver. So, got to keep things calm, keep things positive. It's like coaching a sports team. So what of
4: if you yell, look at Jonas' brother? I Try mean, he's just going <laughs> to...
3: We had a big fire engine come up behind us. Lights ablaze and siren, came up over hill. All of a sudden, it's behind us. And... Uh, and <laughs> I, and I said, get over to the right, and I'm just glad there was nobody to our right, <laughs> right. because that direction was followed immediately.
4: So you are putting her, You want to put her in different scenarios? Yeah. Do, you, do you want me to help you out on uh, creating a carjacking? Oh, God. So she can... <laughs> No. practice dealing with no, it. I'll put a ski mask on. No, no, that's okay. I'll just come up and bang on the water. Bang, 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 bang. No. I have a gun in my hand. Go, go, go. <laughs> that was good, honey. That was just that Uncle was actu- Jack. That was actually Jack, but you handled that very you well. You handled that beautifully. Stop
3: crying. <laughs> Why are you crying? Oh, God. Yeah, good idea, Uncle Jack. Kate's doing great. You realize teaching somebody to drive, uh, how
4: many... And they'll s- fish for a lifetime.
3: <laughs> how many skills there are. How many procedures you have that are now second nature. Well, do, uh, do they have drivers ed or are you teaching her to drive? Well, yeah, they have they have drivers ed and she has to get professional driving lessons, but they're <laughs> like 3 4 weeks apart and in between we're supposed to drive 25 hours with her. But
4: the trouble with drivers ed my memory of it is that they have you driving in a way you're n- nobody else drives right. and you're never going to drive again. We were actually talking about that yesterday. I mean, the hand over hand, let the steering wheel come back to this, you know, leaving your hands in the same position, don't rest your elbow on a all this stuff that you're doing, if never... it's a 35 mile per hour speed limit, you're doing 33. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that which, yeah, I suppose there's a point to that. But if realistically I'm gonna drive with one hand for the rest of my life, yeah. well, how about I just practice that?
3: Well, daddy has been uh, talking about that sort of thing about what the speed limit actually means. But I'm just trying to emphasize look in your driver's ed test, you've got to. Toe the line 100% perfectly, as if people drive like that. I just want to make sure that's absolutely clear in your head. Now, speed the hell up, would
4: you? (laughs) (laughs) We've got to get home before dark.
3: Yeah, yeah. But you realize it is not an easy art, which, you know, I would think you people would work a little harder at it, perhaps. But, you know, the act of changing lanes. You got to check your mirror, signal. Well, you signal first, check your mirror, check your blind spot, then refocus your attention in front of yourself as you slowly ease into that lane. That's actually a fairly, you know, complex set of things to do in order while you're plummeting along the road in a in a two thousand pound death
4: trap. A bunch of things you're doing at the same time.
3: Yeah. Well, right, and and for most of us, it's pretty unconscious. But if you have to think your way through all of that, and then perhaps there's a stop sign coming up ahead. Stop sign. Stop sign. Uh, it's, it's not
4: easy. And it's that much harder to do when you're drunk. <laughs> but it's been nice. It's been a, a great experience
0: together. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the
4: U.S. and Europe.
1: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
4: And then you have China.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Okay, so that was Joe teaching his daughter how to drive. His high school daughter, that is. And as I said, today's theme is Joe helps the high schoolers. But in this next clip from 2017, and Gladys is getting a workout today, Joe helps judge high school speeches. Speeches at a high school debate, actually. And in this segment, he talks about the challenges of doing that.
3: You know what, I've had this on my chest, I would like to remove it, so I'm I'm judging from time to time speech and debate tournaments, which is, God, it's too much damn pressure. This is
4: easy. Do you find it difficult to be judgmental? Come <laughs> Actually, you know what, when we're talking about kids, yeah, yes, that would I do. Be, that would be hard. I
3: would yeah. much rather coach them than judge them, but, um, so I'm judging these things, and Often, it comes up in the uh, uh, pre-tournament judges meeting, where new judges are being brought along, or those of us who've done it once or twice are being reminded of certain things. The idea of, uh, in some of the presentations, you might hear, well, an obscenity. And I've had two different presentations. The one lady said, and I, uh, oh man, you really, uh, you might want to mention in your notes that that's really uh, kind of a dangerous thing to do, and... They probably shouldn't do it, it's just it might offend people, and boy, when they go to the state uh, tournament, I don't know. And the other guy was a little more toward my attitude about it, but both times I wanted to stand up and say the same thing. Some of the great pieces of literature produced by mankind are riddled with, what do you want to call it, strong language, obscenities, intensifiers is the proper you know, what sort of obscenities
4: it? are coming out in debates?
3: Well, it's not. Remember, it's a uh, uh, speech Genuine and debate. Slut. No, there's like half a dozen different presentations, from dramatic interpretation of a piece of literature to uh, original oratory, to poetry, to all sorts That's the of different stuff, stuff. I've stuff. judged
4: before. Yeah, I've never judged a debate, but I've judged like poetry reading and literature reading and stuff. like In a that.
3: debate, the winner is whoever yelled the loudest, <laughs> obviously.
4: <laughs> but
3: um. I've wanted to stand up and say, are you kidding me? If it works, it works. Did it enhance it or detract from it? In your opinion, you're a judge. Judge, the great works of literature have obscenities in it and challenge it. Quit being such babies. You've never heard an S-bomb? These are high schoolers. Have you ever listened to one of their conversations? <laughs> but they're allowed, to, they're allowed to do
4: that? I would love to have been able to do enough. F
3: yeah, they are. Do they? Uh, F yeah. Oh. Do they still? who gives an S, you son of
4: a bitch? Do they have improv- improvisation? Do they have that one? Yes. Yeah have Because I yeah. I participated in that in high school, and I freaking loved it. I had a guy, we were a team, an improvisation team. It was fun. you go around to tournaments, they give you a topic, you got like a half hour to come up with something. Yeah, well, there's... Sometimes th- it was good, and sometimes it was terrible, <laughs> yeah. and I well, got the experience of dying on stage in front of judges. That's one, and actually, do we have
3: time? Yeah, who cares? Um, I did judge one round of um, national extemporaneous, like, or international extemp, they give you a topic and give you half an hour to go through the info you have. I'm not sure if you can research it, but you ought to be able to because that's, that's an important skill. But this was asking high school kids, do you think the public debt crisis is impeding development in uh, Zimbabwe or something like that? And these are high school. Are you kidding me? I took years of classes in that stuff. And it's hard, and these kids were doing their damnedest. That's the one kind. And then you've got the, and this was the more fun one to judge, um, at first anyway. Um, You get three possible topics. Look them over. you got two minutes. You pick one. All right, you hand it back. You check off the second one, and you're going to do the first round. It's a noun. You get two minutes to prepare. Then you've got a riff, analyze, structure an argument, discuss that for five minutes, maximum um, of five
4: minutes. On the word dog or sure. something.
3: Delaney once got duck, and then the a se- gerbil. The se- that would be a good one too. Uh, there are several directions you could go, oh, yes. round and round the rhetorical wheel, as it were. And then the second round is usually an idea or a quote. And so they've got to read it, comprehend it, come up with a structure. All right. I'm going to say that, that part of it's good, that part of it's bad. I'm going to come up with two examples of each, and I'm going to conclude blah, blah, blah. And I mean, oh, sweet God, your brain better work well. And so these kids are unbelievably mm. impressive. Oh, man. But I said it was fun at first, because there was, frankly, one that wasn't so great, and then there was one that was absolutely outstanding. Then the next five in a row, I swear to God, were, like, exactly the same quality. And you've got to. To rank them.
4: Oh, yeah. It's not a score. Oh, right. It's
3: a rank. Yeah. Oh, and I just, I can't stand it. Oh, I can't stand it. Because, you know, you know, the second place guy advances and the third place gal doesn't, or vice versa. And, oh.
4: I remember reading my poetry one time. I did poetry reading. I did improv and poetry reading. I didn't have the Cohenes uh, to try debate. There once was a man from Nantucket. I did not have the self-esteem in high school to try to debate. But you did poetry. That takes stones. you got to memorize a poet. A poem. Oh, I thought you were writing it. No, oh. you have to memorize a poem and then okay. deliver it. And uh, it was kind of good practice, probably for this job. It's all about you know where to put emphasis and pauses right. and stuff like that. Sure, Just learning to tell a story, basically. Um, but I always remember the the biggest uh, dressing down I got from the judges for for whatever reason. And I would wear my little you know high school senior blue pinstripe suit that I wore as a sure <laughs> something
3: <laughs> ill fitting, too big in the pants, too tight in the chest. And uh, <laughs> I didn't I
4: didn't do this on purpose, but apparently I. I put my hand in my pocket while I was reciting the poem, and the judges just lit me up for it, just really? trying way too hard to be cool and suave or whatever, and how I looked to do, insulting to the tournament. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> <I> nice. just, <laughs> things are a little looser now. <laughs> I'll always remember that, how I just really got beaten up for putting my hand in my pocket. How dare you? trying to be too cool reading my poetry. The snake has come to our hot, hot trough. Uh, I remember that's the first line. Is that like a Freudian thing there? Is that a euphemism? I don't... I it probably was. No wonder you got in
3: trouble. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> they, yeah. they thought you were pleasuring yourself. I'm reading about a snake and I got my
4: hand <laughs> in my pocket. Snake uh.
3: is going to our a hot, hot trough <laughs> and our, our hills are aflame with I'm desire for something or other.
4: But I can imagine watching high school kids recite poetry all day long and then trying to rank them. Oh. What?
2: Yeah, I remember doing speeches in college. I generally hated it. Um, not because I didn't like giving speeches, but usually they assigned me some topic that I wasn't interested in, and it was like pulling teeth. It's so much better when you're talking about something that you're interested in. Otherwise, you're just going through the motions. Well, I hope you enjoyed those segments. One was from 2010, that was Joe teaching his daughter how to drive, and the other from 2017, when Joe judged the high school speeches. Well, join me next week for some more classic a and I'm going to go through the archives and find some cool stuff. And until next week, well, I guess that's it.